will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast whose Tumblr fandom is into some shit that would make the Draco Harry shippers blush. And if you, tender listener, are blushing and tremulous, considering a question, why not write to us at wewillfixyoushare at gmail.com or on our little web form, fully anonymous, at hauntedphonograph.com. Joining me this evening to fix you, you will find Mr. Dave Convery, one of those huge underground coal fires, but friendly. Hi. I, of course, am Roger Hart, class president at the place down the road where Hogwarts sends the kids who eat glue and start fires. And Miss Clary Maguire, inventor of the life-sized Sylvanian families that you can fuck. Hello. How's business? Sticky. Indubitably. We tonight will be fixing someone with a question about work. Dear, we will fix you, they begin. I've got a problem with my boss. He's not a bully or a creep or anything. He's actually lovely. Cheerful, supportive, all that nice stuff. He's also occasionally a bit ineffective and conflict-averse. This isn't working out so well for him as the work environment is becoming gradually more stressful and political. Over the last year or so, I've watched him become more fraught and less happy, and I'm just worried about him. I'm worried about our team, too, as he's backed down, gracefully, kindly, from a couple of fights we'd have benefited from him winning. But mostly I'm worried he's going to break. I'd like him not to. He's a good one. So I think he's got to go, but like in a good way. Now, I'm sure we will fix you could find me plenty of ways to get him fired, but how can I get him hired? Is there some way to persuade him to leave of his own accord, ideally for greener pastures so that he can stay sane and my team can have a more resilient or at least slightly assertive manager. Yours, managing up and out. Mr. Convery. First things first, let me just say, this is not your responsibility in any way. It's nice to be nice, but you are not actually required to do this. You can just leave and fairly soon, you'll probably forget all about it. And that's fine. It's okay to care. It's equally okay not to involve yourself in any fucking way whatsoever. But if you are going to, and I'm sorry, but this week you've got me doing the sensible answer. It sounds like you have a good enough relationship with this person to take them aside and have a little chat about how they're obviously not happy, about what they think is going wrong, about what they would like, and through that, you need to get them to focus on their strengths, maybe particularly the things they don't get to do, uh, or the things that they feel they are genuinely excellent at that aren't part of their job or aren't valued by the company that they're at. Look at their weaknesses, and again, where they feel that they're overstretched on things that they're not confident in, not great at, don't have the support to really manage. 
and then look at jobs that play to those strengths. I mean, ideally onwards and upwards for a career path, but let's be realistic. Most people peter out in their mid mid thirties to early forties, a sideways move or uh, an easier job that um, doesn't pay quite so well can be fine too. Um, this, you know, comes from a certain amount of massive privilege and is assuming that they have a reasonably well paid job, but from the sounds of things, from the sounds of it being a work environment where you worry about these things, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that really is the case. Um, so that would be, that would be my advice, a little cup of tea, a nice chat and horrifying series of talks that you're going to find deeply uncomfortable, that are needlessly introspective for them, that might get them to rejig their CV towards something that they would be happier doing. That's pretty pretty good advice, Dave. It's solid. Um, I mean, I, I thought that the most obvious course of action would just be to set up a fake profile on a bunch of job sites or email people the boss's CV. And I don't know, like while they might have seen some mileage there, um, you've sort of hit the nail on the head there. You absolutely could try it. But that would fail for a couple of reasons, because the boss would be surprised, triggering suspicion or some kind of backfire effect. But mostly they might ignore any responses because they're not actively looking for a new job. Now, Mr. Convery, you have suggested a kind but emotionally difficult way of getting them to want to look for a new job, which is to basically tell them the fucking truth and help them manage their emotions. That's fine. And actually, even getting a few unexpected responses when you set up a fake profile for them uh, might buoy up their confidence or make them look, but it's risky. Well, I mean, if they don't want to leave, they're also probably making a terrible life choice from the sounds of the environment. You could have an emotionally difficult conversation with them, or you could do some voodoo. Now... Sorry, voodoo. Voodoo. Yeah, the old the old voodoo or hoodoo, depending on the specific inflection you're looking at, you're kind of mm. heavily creolized swamp religion. Like it's it's potentially a bit appropriate, but I'll kind of I'll kind of cover that downstream. Many experts say that the best way to make someone want something is a careful explanation of the benefits or exposure marketing. Exposure marketing is is quite effective, I'll I'll freely admit. But those people have forgotten the simple joy of moulding a clay doll and invoking the lower. Now, there are loads of spells you can look up. I even had a quick Google before this. Um, lots of techniques. Writing someone's name four times on a scrap of paper, sealing it with wax and folding it over onto multiple writings of your own. Lots of things with candles, things with anointed oil and, and eyelashes. And there is, of course, the classic voodoo dolls. I'm going to, like, as we said, some of that could feel a bit appropriate And if you feel uncomfortable doing your own voodoo, you can hire a practitioner to do what is effectively a love spell. The, uh, there are plenty of voodoo practitioners who are more than happy to work for hire. It's kind of culturally fine. They would often provide a, a, a community service. And you can think of yourself as, as kind of paying it forward a bit. It's, it's fine. Um, and I'm glossing over this in part uh, because whether you, you do the, the, the voodoo spell or they do, that's actually not your hardest problem. You've got the same gnarly obstacle, um, which is in, in this kind of in this system. To make one person fall in love with another, you generally, generally need something of theirs. A possession will do, but skin, hair or toenails are even better. Blood is the A-game shit. Um, so how do you make someone fall in love with a company? 
Now, it is going to help if the company is American, by the way. The law is just another kind of magic. It's, it's a powerful bending of the world made out of words and feelings. Utterances that make things be. That is, that is the law. It's, it's performative speech writ large. It's, it's concepts bending the world. And, and in the US, corporate personhood is a much more strongly case law grounded concept. It's a fucking stupid idea with some storming knock-on consequences. But honestly, you're going to need some free time if you're going to deal with the fixing the American legal system and dispatching your fuck useless boss might make you some time. So, you know, we'll deal with that one later. So find a, a corporation with the rights of a person. Uh, ideally, one your boss might be happy working at. If you're not sure, I would say pick a large American corporate, Google, Walmart or General Electric. They all have broad international presence, excellent benefits, and between them they cover most conceivable roles or industries from sort of high end to low end. One of them is sure to have a job your boss wants, and your boss is going to love it. You just need a scrap of Walmart, Google, or IBM, or whoever's hair, blood, or saliva. The quicker among you will have noticed that most businesses do not tend to have these things per se. But magic is an awfully figurative business, and I'm sure the lower won't mind if we improvise so long as we put the hours in. Now, a corporation's most vital fluid is probably its money, but I'm not sure you want to be trying to defraud an international megacorp. Plus, you'll want something physical. You know, digital fraud is probably easier, but you want something physical. So at this point, you're into trying to invoice them for something and getting a check. Good luck getting that through a corporate accounts payable department in under a year. Or nipping into a local branch and dipping the petty cash box. Again, this is super fucking dicey. But we're into figurative magic, and time is money. And so is data to modern businesses. If money is its blood, I guess time is like, I don't know, lymph or sweat or saliva or something. And, and, and data is data is equally vital. I don't know, jizz. Who, who, who cares? The concept will, will strain at the edges here. So what you need to do is you need to get a company to express its time and ideally its data to you in a way related to your boss that is physical, that you can incorporate into a voodoo spell, perhaps. Um, weave into a, a, a doll or something. Now, one of the best ways to... Getting data out of corporations is hard. Getting time out of corporations is hard. So you tend to need some kind of stick to beat them with. And my original suggestion of finding a service to invoice them for is probably quite time consuming, but it is probably the best. It's a two-way exchange of work. And if you could get your boss to help you out with this like little consulting gig you picked on the side, that would really seal the deal. It would get your boss's involvement. So this, this could be amazing, but I'm going to presuppose that you don't have the time for this, at which point we, we default to regulation. You need to get a company to expend time, perhaps pointlessly, give you its data, hopefully physically. You are going to harness the tremendous voodoo powers of GDPR. The, uh, the General Data Protection Regulation compels companies that do business in Europe or with European citizens to hold accurate data and to update them at request and to give them, if they issue something called a subject access request, a copy of all the data that company holds. Most companies have bad processes for this, therefore it takes them a lot of time to get it together. Most companies resent it and do it in a fuck you way, therefore they'll either send you a CD or a physical letter or a horrifying PDF that you can print out. So what you need to do is issue a set of frivolous subject access requests under your GDPR entitlement in your boss's name. If you really, really want to pep this up, you could also um, contact their complaints department in writing, demanding a written response with some imagined slights. You'd really, really get the kind of the blood and the sweat and the time on that one. And, and once you've got this, once you've got your kind of 
GDPR hoodoo juices flowing. You can you can give your boss's subject access request to your voodoo practitioner of choice. There are many available on the internet, or or yourself conduct the ritual and perform a love spell between your boss and the corporate entity of their choice. At which point your, your boss is absolutely certain to be head over motherfucking heels with this new putative employer and really ought to live quite soon. Uh, this is fantastic. It's it's it, it won't cost you much time. You don't have to found a company to invoice a company. You can just make a subject access request. Companies are quite slow to respond to these. They have obligations. It normally takes about a month. Crucially, basically, the, the only downside here is that you might anger some immortal gods. But, you know, eh. Which lower would you say would be the best to invoke? I would imagine that in their role as head of comms and the person that would likely deal with kind of customer service strategy, customer interaction, you would probably want Papa Legba. This is the thing, right? You know, you've, you've got to have your data strategy just down if you're going to do the hoodoo. Clary Maguire. Sounds like what your boss needs is something bigger in his life to prove his mettle, something to open up his world, to show him what he's capable of, restore his sense of pride and self-worth, really let loose the wiggle in his walk and the giggle in his talk. Your man needs to become a superhero. Now, there are as many origin stories as there are superheroes, but they really boil down to three types. Homo superior, interdimensional space messiah, or horrifying workplace accident. There's the odd traumatic sudden orphaning out there to spice things up a bit, but they're already trapped in an office job that's draining the life out of them, and killing his parents at this stage is just going to end up with him feeling more middle-aged and thwarted than before you started, with the added pressure of having to spend his evenings trying to sell a sheltered bungalow in Wigan that smells of Werther's Originals. So, having, for I assume obvious reasons, discounted homo superior and space messiahs, it falls to you to engineer the circumstances of his ascent. There are many ways you can do this, but for proven effectiveness you're looking at radioactive contamination. It's not for me to dictate how you get hold of your radioactive material, there's a lot of options. Buy a fuckload of Vaseline glass and dangerous watches off eBay, scour a Brazilian rubbish tip, be offered it at a party in the basement of Stockholm University Students' Union by a very drunk and heavily sweating physicist in the way a non-mental person might try to sell you MDMA. There are a lot of options. It's all pretty simple from then on in though, you've got the raw materials, you just need to decide which superpowers you're looking for and apply accordingly. Are you going to splash it in his eyes at the end of your morning meeting? Feed it to an animal that you've brought in to bite him. Feed it to his cousin, and then bite him so badly that the only way he can survive is by receiving a blood transfusion from the cousin. The office is your oyster, as the world will be his if you can only give him that little glowing push that he needs. Oyster, or perhaps some kind of fiendish mutated lobster. Why, yes, you could shower them with augmented crustacea. <laughs> like a little superpower buffet. And with that smorgasbord of options, we will leave you. Leave you to fix him that you might be fixed. Ta-ta.
think I lost one of those crisps in my crotch. I'm still stuck on the fact you got a favourite cardigan. 